0: Having examined Thomas on the natural knowledge of God and the supernatural knowledge of God, the nature, grace, uh, paradigm, let's take time now to compare and contrast Barth, Thomas, and Van Til on the natural knowledge of God. Thomas, as we've seen, does not affirm that knowledge of God is concreated. So he denies con-created knowledge. We've seen that. He he flat out denies that knowledge of God is con-created. However, Thomas affirms con-created capacity to know god naturally or through nature so he denies concreated knowledge he affirms concreated capacity now karl bart as is well known insists that there is no direct revelation of god in history no natural knowledge of god in history and no possibility of attaining such natural knowledge in history. For Bart, there are two dimensions of created reality: Geschichte and history. And I'm going to give you a summary of this. I've turned you already to Jim Cassidy's wonderful lecture in 2018 at the Reform Forum Conference: Revelation for Bart does not occur on the plane of history as we know it. Revelation is bound up with the supratemporal dimension of Geshikta, where God reveals himself in and to Jesus Christ alone. Cassidy, in his 2018 lecture, makes that very clear. To summarize it concisely, The event in which God reveals himself to man is the event in which man is reconciled to God, and that event is the person of Jesus Christ. But for Bart, the person of Jesus Christ, the revelation of God in Jesus Christ, the reconciliation of God and man in Jesus Christ cannot be accessed in calendar time. It belongs to an entirely distinct, supratemporal dimension, indirectly accessible forever. It cannot be directly accessed. If you're looking for so-called natural knowledge of God, its primitive, initial, abiding deposit, it is bound up with that Christ event in geschicta. God's time for us, his relation to us, is never directly revealed in calendar time to Adam, to humanity. If you want more, please consult Cassidy's lecture and book. But history, for Bart, calendar time history as we know it, is devoid of both the natural capacity to know God and the natural knowledge of God. So when Bart talks about history, calendar time history, he denies con. Created knowledge, I'm going to abbreviate because we're getting it long here. He denies con created capacity. History for Bart, calendar time that we inhabit, is a realm totally devoid of the natural capacity to know God. Totally devoid of concreated natural knowledge of God, totally devoid of direct revelation. Bart does not view the fall of Adam as an historical event by which he passed from a state of integrity to a state of corruption and fall. Bart writes in 4.1, 5.51 of his church dogmatics, "In the matter of human disobedience and depravity, there is no earlier in which man is a transgressor and as such innocent. Bart denies the estate of innocency. He denies concreated knowledge, concreated righteousness, concreated holiness in Adam. He says this, Human history constantly reenacts that little scene in the Garden of Eden. There never was a golden age. There is no point looking back to one. The first man, Adam, was immediately the first sinner. It is the word of God that forbids us to dream of any golden age in the past or any real progress within Adamic, mankind, or history, or any future state of historical perfection. You see, Bart sees the idea of man's historical perfection on the one hand, and man's fall, on the other hand, as the two realms by which man's being is conditioned. That is almost a quote from Robert Strimple's lecture. In Jesus Christ, in the supratemporal realm of Geshikta, there is knowledge of God on the calendar plane of history. There is no natural knowledge of God. There is no direct revelation of God. There is no Concreated natural knowledge. Bart is explicit. Bart is insistent. Natural capacity and natural knowledge of God are entirely extra nos, outside of us in Christ. No capacity in man, no knowledge in man. And that's thinking of Adam as the first creature. So in summary, I want to put it this way. You have here, with Van Til, in relation to these two thinkers, you have one who what? Affirms con-created capacity. You have one who affirms con-created natural knowledge and I want you to look at the board and I want you to tell me who is closer to Bart Bart denies concreated knowledge Bart denies concreated capacity Thomas denies concreated knowledge along with Bart Thomas affirms concreated capacity along with with Van Til, but when you're placing them together alongside one another, it is very clear that Thomas is closer to Bart than Van Til. Van Til affirms con-created capacity. Van Til affirms con-created knowledge in Adam Prefall. Bart denies both. Thomas denies one. And so if you call this the deeper Catholic conception, traditional Catholic conception, the DCC. If you call this the deeper modernist conception with Bart, the DMC. If you call Van Til's the deeper Protestant conception, looking back to um, Voss, we need to appreciate that Aquinas is closer to Bart than Van Til on the natural knowledge of God. Aquinas and Bart. Join hands denying concreated natural knowledge of God in Adam as the image of God. Aquinas affirms natural capacity, Bart denies it. But neither Bart nor Aquinas can affirm the direct revelation of God in nature in the form of concreated natural knowledge. Van Til then, ironically, to come full circle affirms the most robust view of the natural knowledge of God. Do you remember how the lecture began? In the Nature and Scripture volume, Van Til says that the Reformed hold to a distinct doctrine of Scripture. There is a distinctively Reformed doctrine of Scripture. He says the Reformed also hold to a distinctive view of natural revelation and the natural knowledge of God. That view can be set programmatically over against the deeper Catholic conception, denies concreated knowledge, affirms the capacity, over against Bart, who denies both knowledge and capacity. It's only in the deeper Protestant conception, only in the confessional, reformed theology of natural revelation and natural knowledge of God that you get a full-orbed affirmation of both capacity and concreated knowledge. These lines of distinction and relation help us understand that Van Til's doctrine of natural revelation and concreated natural knowledge of God offers us the most robust doctrine of natural revelation and natural knowledge of God when compared to Thomas, Bart, medieval, Roman Catholic, modern, or new modernist proposals. Van Til stands out as unique. Reflect on that. That is very much worth noting. Now, what we're going to do as we move into the next phase of the lectures is this. Van Til is going to affirm that that concreated capacity, that concreated knowledge, righteousness, and holiness that together comprises the image of God never existed for a moment. Apart from God's special act of providence that brought positive, verbal, supernatural, special revelation to bear upon Adam from the outset. So that Adam never knew a moment in time that as the natural image of God, in natural fellowship with God, he existed outside of a covenantal disclosure from God. And as we pursue that, we'll understand and take a programmatic look at Van Til's seminal essay, Nature and Scripture. Nature being the natural revelation of God, Scripture being the post-fall, positive, special revelation of God that before the fall took the form of the covenant of works. And we'll probe that as we continue to explore Van Til's doctrine of revelation.